Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. I loved last week how Nate Landis stood up and said, Hi, church. <laughs> That's actually great theology because the church is not this place. The church is this people and, of course, millions and millions around the world. It is a joy to welcome all of you to worship today, whether you are here in the sanctuary of the Village Church in Rancho Santa Fe, or perhaps joining us via our live stream video feed wherever you may be in the world. We've all come to worship the living God who is everywhere at all times. And so let us be called together to worship using the ancient and profound, you might even say timeless words of the 139th Psalm. I invite you to read responsively with me. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Friends, let us worship the Almighty God. We are assured of God's love for us in Jesus Christ. Amen. 
and therefore we can confess our sins before God. Let us in one voice and heart confess our sins together. O God of mercy, you sent Jesus Christ to save lost humanity. Judge us with love and lift the burden of our sins. We confess that we are twisted by pride. We see ourselves pure when we are stained and great when we are small. We have failed in love, forgotten to be just, and have turned away from your truth. Have mercy, O God, and forgive our sin. For the sake of Jesus, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Let us hear and receive and trust and believe in God's word, God's good news for us, that in his Son, Jesus Christ's life, death, and resurrection, we are set free, we are forgiven, we are assured of God's love. Thanks be to God. Amen. May the peace of Christ be with you. God has given us peace with him and with one another. I invite you to share signs of God's love and peace with your neighbor. And those of you online, I invite you to do so. Those who are with you and indeed every day. Amen. It's nice to see you being nice to each other, even from a distance. <laughs> Friends, let me share just a bit of news about what's going on in the life of the church. First of all, I need to tell you that starting next Sunday, September 5th, we are going to slightly adjust our worship together. We will be outside at 9 o'clock at the normal hour, and we will continue outside for the foreseeable future at that 9 o'clock hour. Now, the foreseeable future has been about right here for the last 18 months, so who knows how long that will last. But the change is going to be that every 9 o'clock service will be a contemporary worship service with the praise band. And then at 10 30 we'll be here in the sanctuary as we are right now and every service will be a traditional service now I would love to tell you that we're going to have the full choir back but that's not yet possible because of the different restrictions and so our section leaders primarily will be leading that worship but we'll go back to our two styles of worship the services will be a little bit abbreviated as they have been but we're beginning to make some baby steps back toward whatever the new normal is going to be I also need to let you know that some of our Bible studies are going to be starting up again on uh, Tuesday, September 14th at 10 o'clock in the morning in the Laguna Room at La Costa Glen. That Bible study group will start up again. And then on Wednesday, September 15th at 9 o'clock in the Fellowship Center, the women's Bible study group will start. The Thursday morning men's group, we're not sure about yet. Normally they have met at Denny's Restaurant down by the track, but that is a problematic situation. And so we're seeking a volunteer to come here to the church and prepare Grand Slam breakfasts for about 20 hungry guys every Thursday morning. If you have that particular spiritual gift and skill, let us know about that. We'll keep you apprised of all the other changes that are coming up as we move back into church life and continue to ask for your prayers, of course, and all of that. I thank you for uh, listening to Sessions Request as it 
asked all of us to wear masks and to distance here inside. That's going to be our policy moving forward now for at least the next couple of months, wearing masks inside, distancing inside. Outside is a different matter, though, and in all of that, we are trying to keep everybody healthy and make sure that someday this pandemic ends. Pay attention to your emails and to the website, of course, for the latest news and information, and if none of it makes any sense to you, give us a call and we'll be happy to try to explain and let you know more of what's going on. So that's a bit of what's happening. Let's continue to worship. We invite you to lift your hearts in praise as we sing this traditional hymn with a contemporary chorus, Amazing Grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. My chains are gone, I've been set free. God, my Savior, ransom me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. The Lord has promised good to me, his word, my hope secures, he will my shield and portion be, as long as life endures, my chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Forbear to shine, 
But God who called me here below will be forever mine. You are forever mine. Amen. It is because of God's amazing grace that he welcomes our prayers to hear from our heart, our prayers of thanksgiving and petition. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. To you, Father in heaven, we lift up our hearts. We raise our eyes to see from where our help comes from. To you, gracious God, the one who made heaven and earth, we turn to. Lord Jesus, we are in the boat with you. Please don't take a nap while a storm rages on. Protect your people in Louisiana and the Gulf Coast as Hurricane Ida makes landfall. Still the winds, calm the storms, help your people survive the rising tide. Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. Evacuate your children out of Afghanistan, bring them to safety. Turn our swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks. Protect all those women and men who serve in the military who are in harm's way. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. We are pressed on every side by a global health pandemic. Father, all, Father of all mercies, bring quick and full healing to all those struggling with COVID and other ailments. Strengthen them in mind, body, and spirit as we lift up tired and weary doctors and nurses, medical caregivers, and first responders. Help us, Lord, in a way that only you can. Lord Christ, head of the church, guide and empower your churches and worshiping communities in every place to minister and witness with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love. Unlock creativity in our ministries to serve your people in these challenging times as we bear witness to the power of your gospel, transforming us to be living sacrifices holy and acceptable to you. To all of your people gathered here, those not able to be here physically, from the youngest to the oldest, from the married, the widowed, the single, from the student to the working professional to the retiree, you know each of us more than we know ourselves. For those who grieve, be our comfort. For those who wonder and wait, accompany us on life's journey. For those who are tired, be our strength and our refuge. For every need, we say, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. Bless Pastor Jack as he shares your word today. Open our hearts and our ears to receive your word and move in us to live out your word with joy, with thanksgiving, and with love as we offer these prayers in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope with no place to begin. Your love made a way, let mercy come in. When death was arrested, my life Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains. And my orphaned heart was given a name. My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. When death was arrested, my life began. For your grace, so free. Washes over me. You have made me new. Now life begins with you. It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new. Now life begins with you. Release from my chains, I'm a prisoner no more. My shame was a ransom, he freely He canceled my death and he called me his friend. That's when death was arrested and my life began. That's when death was around. 
Thank you, band. I love it when Rob gets going on the piano. Yeah. <laughs> gets me going, too. Gets me going, too. Friends, as you are able, please stand with me so that together we may give our full attention to the reading of God's word as we seek to hear that word for our lives today from the second letter to Timothy. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful in my ministry. I have sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books and, above all, the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will pay him back for his deeds. You also must be aware of him, for he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and save me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prissa and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus remained in Corinth. Trophimus I left ill in Miletus. Do your best to come before winter. Eubulus sends greetings to you, as do Pudens and Linus and Claudia and all the brothers and sisters. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I love this passage of Scripture. It may not sound a lot like many other famous and lovable passages of Scripture, but that's one of the reasons that I love this particular passage. It's not very high-sounding or complicated. You might say it's not deeply spiritual. You might have a hard time putting it to music and singing it out loud, as we sometimes do with some of the Psalms or passages from Revelation. But that's why I love this particular passage of Scripture. It is so filled with routine things, normal things. We hear lots of names of people. They're hard to pronounce, sure. We don't really know how they pronounce them. But, but they were real people who had populated Paul's life. Some of them were great friends and colleagues in ministry. Others had been problems, but they were real people. There's other real stuff in this passage as well. Paul says to Timothy, his young protege, I need you to come visit 
And when you come, be sure to bring my iPad and my Kindle. I've missed them. <laughs> Sometimes Paul, of course, writes beautiful prose, absolutely jammed with amazing theological affirmations. But here he kind of goes back and forth. It's sort of random. He says, say hi to so-and-so. Say hi to so-and-so. I didn't like so-and-so. Bring me such-and-such. By the way, do this. By the way, do that. It's just kind of the way we tend to talk with each other. But that's beautiful because what that means is that God is in real life the lives that you and I lead. You don't need to have a mountaintop experience where a voice thunders from out of the cloud. You don't need to have a deep mystical experience where God suddenly surrounds you and you feel at peace. Those things do happen, and they're great and wonderful, but most of the time, God is in those normal things of life. And we need to learn to recognize them, to see them. The letter to Timothy itself is one of those normal things of life. It's really just some advice, some spiritual wisdom written by Paul. He's probably been ministering for about 30 years now, and he has a young protege, Timothy. Paul is sharing from his experience, from his wisdom, gained in learning about Jesus and serving Jesus and sometimes finding great success in receptive audiences who wanted to learn about Jesus and sometimes finding great opposition, so much so that sometimes he would be tortured and thrown in prison. But he is an older man now, nearing the end. And he's trying to pour himself into Timothy, the young man, so that the work of sharing the gospel will continue. I love it especially when Paul talks about his cloak. Bring my sport coat, Timothy, and bring my overcoat, the one I ordered from Land's End last year. It's going to get cold. Bring my books, bring my parchments. Do your best to come to me soon. Come before winter. It's almost a throwaway phrase, talking about the schedule. And yet that one phrase has stuck in my heart and my soul and, frankly, the hearts and souls of so many over so many years come before winter. Years ago, I started a tradition here that is actually a tradition in many churches around the country. At the end of summer, as the beginning of winter starts, we look at this passage. We look at it because of what it says to us about real and normal life, and especially because of what it says to us about the passage of time. Time is passing right now. We cannot stop it. We cannot control it. We can only choose to respond to that fact of our lives. Time is passing right now. If my father were here in worship today, as 
he would always be in my home congregation. He'd be sitting over there on that side of the main aisle in the very back pew and giving the preacher about 15 minutes before he would start tapping his watch loudly <laughs> to let him know that time was up. How do we know that time is passing? When I first preached this sermon about 23 years ago, when I arrived on the scene here and I was getting familiar with the world of golf because I had taken up the sport, I read a little bit of the history of golf and, and learned that there were two big names in golf, really, that had had their day before I even got interested, two big names, the names of Arnie and Jack. As I was getting interested, there were two other big names, Tiger and Phil. And then for a brief moment, it was all about Rory and Ricky. Now it's all about Colin and Bryson and Xander. You can trace the history of anything by tracing the history of the big names, whatever it is. But there are more accessible ways, more common ways to realize that time is going on. For instance, look at your friends. Look at their faces. All of your friends have gotten older. You haven't, but they have. There's wrinkles, there's gray hair. Or look at the children. When I arrived here 23 years ago, some babies had just been born into the congregation and those babies have now graduated from college. Time passes on. Sometimes we mark it by celebrating birthdays as we did Woody's a few weeks ago, the 101st time. Can't wait for 102. Humanity has a very curious relationship with time. It fascinates us, it confuses us, it angers us, it scares us, and so we think about it all the time. I did a quick search not long ago and found some wonderful comments about what time actually is. John Archibald Wheeler said that time is what prevents everything from happening at once. Think about that. It'll bend your mind a little bit. Zal's second law goes this way. It says, how long a minute is depends on which side of the bathroom door you're on. Uh-huh, true. I also read this not long ago. You've probably heard it. When told the reason for daylight saving time, an old Indian said only a white man would believe that you could cut a foot off the top of a blanket and sew it to the bottom of a blanket and have a longer blanket. <laughs> we are crazy, aren't we? Stephen Wright said, I went to a restaurant that serves breakfast at any time, and so I ordered French toast during the Renaissance. Malcolm Forbes, you all know Malcolm. By the time we've made it, we've had it. <laughs> Samuel Smiles said this, lost wealth may be replaced by industry, lost knowledge by study, lost health by temperance or medicine, but lost time is gone forever. Henry Austin Dobson wrote that time goes, you say, 
Ah, no, alas, time stays, we go. True, isn't it? Drew Surters commented that watches are so named as a reminder, if you don't watch carefully what you do with your time, it will slip away. And then one of my favorite theologians, I've quoted him often from this pulpit, said it this way. How did it get so late so soon? It's night before it's afternoon. December is here before it's June. My goodness, how the time has flown. How did it get so late so soon? You know that theologian, Dr. Seuss. All of us are fascinated, confused, angered by time, and yet we live within time And so what do we do about it? I think there's much that our faith teaches us about time. Because we happen to know that there is a God who stands outside of time. A God who invented time and placed us within time. Have you ever thought about why God did that? I have. I don't know exactly why that's the way the world is, but that's the way the world is. And so I take it as a gift, time. Everything we have comes from the mind of God. It comes from the plan, from the intention, from the will of God, including time. And so we must receive time as a gift. And then like all the other gifts of God, we need to think about how we are meant not just to receive it, but to use it wisely. Now, using time, of course, can be a problem. All of us waste time. All of us think we don't have enough time. All of us wish we could go back in time. Time itself is a spiritual issue for us. So what are we going to do about it? In some sense, there's nothing we can do about it. We are not God. We did not make things the way that they are. God did. We did not set up the laws of the universe the way they are. God did. We cannot help but spend time because time will be spent whether we want it to or not. The only thing that you and I can do is make choices about what we do with our time. The first choice that I think we need to make is to spend some time remembering that we are, in a sense, timeless creatures. God created us from before the time that we existed. God gives us this time of our lives, and then in faith, We believe that death has been defeated, as we sung a few moments ago, and that God continues to give us time forever and ever and ever. It helps as time goes by here and now to remember that we look to the time when time will be no more. And yet still, we live now within time, so we must deal with it. It helps also if we remember that the God who created time is a loving, forgiving, renewing God. And therefore, we need not fear that time is passing. 
I know so many of us, and I'm the same way, we'd love to go back in time, wouldn't we? Sometimes we want to go back so that we can correct some mistakes. Sometimes we want to go back so that we can enjoy something more fully than we did before, and we would have had we only known that it wasn't going to last forever. We have all kinds of reason for going backwards into time, but God only goes forward. He says the past is the past. Your past is the past. Look forward always, and you will find me there. We look forward into time with a certain amount of fear, a certain amount of apprehension because we don't know what's coming. Well, some of us would love to go back to the past because at least we know what was going to happen. And yet God has designed time so that we only can go forward and we need not fear because God is already there. We do not have to be sad that time passes. We do not have to be afraid. Instead, we can be filled with joy that God has given us the time that we have. You never know when your time here will be finished. And so that makes you, as it makes me, begin to think that we need to think more carefully about about how we spend the time that we do have I love it when we say to ourselves, well, tomorrow or next year I'm going to do such and such. We all do that. It's important to plan, and yet we cannot plan the next five seconds. By the way, Neil, I've heard about preachers who had heart attacks in the pulpit and died. That could happen, or it could happen to you. You never know when your time here that comes as a gift from God is finished and over. Thirteen young soldiers found that their time was done in an instant. Over a hundred innocent Afghan civilians found that their time was done in an instant. We don't like to think about it, but we must look at it and take it as a gift from God to remind us that what you have right now is a precious gift. And so we think about how we can use that gift wisely to take care of ourselves, to take care of others, and especially to take care that we give some time to the God who created us. If I had a nickel For every time someone has said to me, Jack, I wish I had started reading the Bible earlier in my life. I wish I had given God some time earlier in my life. I wish I had considered the meaning of my life and how I might live it earlier in my life. It is a sad thing when someone comes to the Lord so late. It's never too late, of course, but it's never too early. It's never too soon to give some time and attention to the God who gave you your time in the first place so that you will know best how to use the time that you have left and so that you will use it in the best way you possibly can. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I hope you will find that it's been worth your time.
and that you will make your time worth everything it possibly can be in your future. I leave you with some of the words from one of my very favorite hymns. Time, like an ever-rolling stream, bears all its years away. They fly forgotten as a dream dies at the opening day. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, be thou our guide while life shall last and our eternal home. Amen. You're shattered like you've never been before. The life you knew in a thousand pieces on the floor. And words fall short in times like these when this world drives you to your knees. You think you're never gonna get back to the you that used to be. Tell your heart to beat again. Beginning, just let that word wash over you. It's all right now. Love's healing hands have pulled you through. So get back up, take step one, leave the darkness, feel the sun. Cause your story's far from over And your journey's just begun Tell your heart to beat again Close your eyes and breathe it in Let the shadows fall away Step into the light of grace Yesterday's a closing door You don't live there anymore Say goodbye Tell your heart to beat again. Let every heart break and every scar be a picture that reminds you who has carried you this far. Cause love sees farther than you ever could in this moment hell working everything for your good tell your heart to beat again close your eyes and breathe it in let the shadows fall away step into the life of grace yesterday's a closing door you don't live there anymore say goodbye to Oh
Friends, now is the time to affirm our faith through the sacred words of Romans 11, in one voice and one heart. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him to receive a gift in return? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. So will I. 
oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so The God who stands outside of infinity, the God who lives longer than eternity, is the God who is mindful of you. That God has given you this life in this time as a sacred gift. Spend it well. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit bless and be with you today and always. Amen. Mm -hmm.